I'm Mallory King, certified trainer and sports nutritionist and creator of the Fit Life Academy brand. After losing 100 pounds, I became obsessed with helping women finally reach their goals through evidence-backed nutrition and brain-based tools. My life's mission is helping you discover that creating food freedom and falling in love with fitness are the greatest acts of self-care. I'm so glad you're tuning in today, and I know you're ready to say yes to your new life of joy, pleasure, and peace. So let's begin. Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to today's episode where we are going to be discussing diet culture, what is diet culture, and how to navigate people in your life that are engaging in toxic diet culture behavior. So this was a topic that I had posted on my Instagram story a few days ago asking you all with one of those like Q&A stickers on my stories, asking you all, what topics do you want to hear on the podcast and what questions do you have that I can answer? And you all gave me so many wonderful ideas that we will certainly be covering. But this one was a theme. It was one of the top reoccurring topics or questions that you all wanted answered. So um, I'm really excited to talk about this topic because it is one that I'm very passionate about. If you follow me on Instagram, you know that I exist somewhere in this messy middle, right? Where I certainly see the toxicity of diet culture. I see it as a very problematic um, belief system in our society. But at the same time, I am a firm believer in bodily autonomy, which means that you get to decide what you want to do with your body, right? So ultimately, this messy middle to me means that I have the ability to make the decision if I want to lose weight. If that's something that's important to you, that you want to lose weight, you have the autonomy to be able to pursue those goals. Diet culture is this pressure though that we all especially as women understand so well (laughs) this pressure in society to be a thinner or smaller version of ourselves and and diet culture places emphasis on a thinner you being a superior or better version of you than a bigger or fatter version of you so diet culture is rooted in fat phobia diet culture is rooted in ableism And diet culture has unfortunately created a lot of very toxic behaviors that people are willing to pursue, particularly women, to be able to achieve that weight loss goal or a smaller version of them, right? If we have this belief from diet culture that a smaller us is a better us, a smaller us is a more worthy version of us, then we are willing to pursue these very unhealthy, disordered, toxic behaviors to be able to achieve a smaller version of us because we want to feel that worthiness and we want to feel like we're enough. So I have beef with diet culture for sure, (laughs) but I exist in this messy middle where I'm not so much anti-diet culture. Of course, there are, it's rooted in that toxicity, but I think it's important to understand that we don't have to be extreme in our behaviors or extreme in our thought patterns to achieve a goal. And you do have the right, you do have the autonomy to pursue 
any goal that you decide. I think it's a matter of deciding what is truly important to you and trying to differentiate what your beliefs are what your personal values are versus the beliefs that were implemented into you at a young age from seeing maybe your mom dieting. That was something that I experienced from a very young age of like creating this belief in my head that I needed to be smaller to be more desirable. And that I needed to cut out carbs completely to be able to lose the weight, to become more desirable, right? I saw those patterns from my caregivers, from the adults in my life at a young age. So that's where a lot of this is rooted in. And then as we grow up, we're with our peers, we're with the teachers at school, we're seeing on television and in media this um, idea, this push of, of a belief system that we need to be smaller, we need to be thinner, we need to be leaner to be enough and to be desirable and to be lovable. And I know a lot of you can relate to that upbringing and can relate or understand this pressure. You feel this pressure from society and from diet culture to be smaller and to lose weight, right? But a lot of you that follow me and that listen to this podcast also have the understanding. You also recognize the talk toxic aspects of this belief system. So a lot of you are starting to challenge that belief system of, okay, I don't want to lose weight. I don't need to lose weight to be desirable, right? Confidence and a feeling of worthiness comes at any size. And it's really a matter of mindset and your beliefs, right? So I know that for a lot of you in this position, you're working on your mindset and you're working on adjusting your belief system. And I know that a lot of you are working on pursuing health and fitness goals from a healthier perspective. So what we see here is a lot of people that either are no longer pursuing weight loss goals. Maybe they're simply just focusing on having a healthier relationship with food, having better balance in their nutrition so they feel more energized, so they feel more clear-headed, um, starting to strength train because they want to build muscle to be stronger and be better able to perform throughout their day. They want to preserve their bone mass. They are starting to run and walk because they love the mental benefits from it. They love feeling like they have better endurance and conditioning. We're seeing a, an amazing push in with women in our generation that are working towards health and fitness goals from a place of self-love instead of self-loathing. We love to see it. So with that, as you go on this journey of trying to find peace and love for yourself now, regardless of what size you're at, you might decide that you still have a weight loss goal. There's nothing wrong with that. Again, you have the autonomy to, to decide what goal you want to pursue. So for some of you, maybe you have a weight loss goal and some of you don't. You have different focuses. Regardless, you are trying to do this in a way that is not harmful to your health, right? Because that's really my issue with diet culture is that people are pursuing weight loss from a place of simply wanting to look differently because they want to feel more confident and they want to feel loved, right? That's what we all desire in this life is to feel seen, heard, and loved. 
And that's not to say that you're not allowed to have a goal of weight loss because you want to look differently, because you want to be leaner and you want to be smaller. There's nothing inherently wrong with that goal or belief. And again, you have the autonomy to do whatever you want for whatever reason. You don't have to have a deeper meaning behind why you're trying to lose weight, why you're trying to go to the gym. You can have whatever reason you want. But ultimately, my wish, my hope for you is that you are pursuing these goals because because you want to do it for a reason of fun, a reason of love. Like it's it's a positive experience for you because I see so many people that are trying to pursue dieting and weight loss because they hate themselves and they are hoping that this goal will bring them that self-love. They are hoping that this goal will allow them to achieve a feeling of worthiness. And unfortunately, it does not work that way. So if you are pursuing that goal, there's nothing wrong with that, but I want you to do it for from a place of, I am enough right now. I am lovable right now. I am deserving right now. I'm a good person right now who deserves to be treated well. I have this goal simply because I want to, simply because like for the hell of it, this is what I want to do. It sounds fun, right? Because then the process can become really enjoyable. And when you're going through this process of weight loss or a fitness goal or a health goal from a place of I am already enough and I am just doing this because I want to or for whatever reason it is, you're a lot more likely to pursue healthier approaches to your goal than if you're coming from a place of self-loathing. And for those of you who asked for this topic to be covered, I'm assuming that that's where you're at in your journey, where you recognize the toxicity of diet culture and you're working to pursue your health and fitness goals in a more positive, loving environment. But that can be really difficult when you are still in this environment of people in your life engaging in toxic behaviors or the people that you follow on social media engaging in these toxic behaviors. We see so much of this on social media. You know, the people that they're showing their six pack before they tell you what they eat in a day. And a lot of people see these videos and assume that that's how they have to eat to look like that. Or the gurus on Instagram that tell you that you need to fully cut out sugar for you to be healthy or you need to be in the gym six days a week for you to see results. There is a lot of problematic, just a slew of misinformation on the internet about health and fitness. And you hear a lot of it in your day-to-day with the people that you engage with, whether it be your coworkers, your family members, your friends, because there's so much misinformation out there regarding fitness and nutrition, a lot of people are believing what they hear and they're regurgitating that information to you. So if you're in this place where you recognize that it's problematic, but you feel that frustration of, well, I'm trying to change my belief system, but the people around me, they're always talking about the new diet that they're on where they have to, you know, whatever. I don't even know what the most popular one is right now. I mean, certainly keto has been very popular in the last few years, as well as Whole30. I know last year, I think the craze was like 75 hard, I think is what it was called. And you, I don't remember the exact like nutrition um, rules with 75 hard. I know that with the new, with the exercise, you had to work out twice a day, every single day for 75 days, which is just outrageous. It's not practical for the general population and it's not necessary whatsoever to be healthy, to be fit or to lose weight. 
Now, I wanna share with you the one thing that I think is so important to be able to navigate people that are engaged in toxic diet culture and being able to separate their beliefs from your own, not allowing their beliefs to affect you. There's one thing that I think is so important that I think is totally overlooked. It's not talked about when we're discussing diet culture and pulling yourself out of that belief system. But before we get into that one thing, I want to cover two other very important things that are talked about, a little bit more obvious, but usually not done, and that is boundaries and changing your environment. So boundaries is one, this is a topic that we covered, I believe it's in episode two, where we talked about people pleasing. So I went pretty far into establishing boundaries, the importance of boundaries, and how it actually affects you achieving your own goals, especially when it comes to nutrition and fitness, because when your life is literally designed for other other people, right? When you're a people pleaser, your life is not your own. Your life is literally designed for other people, to please other people. So when you don't have your own pleasure in your life, when you're not feeling fulfilled, that is absolutely going to affect your relationship with food and your overall habits, right? Because you are drained from focusing your time and energy towards other people. And because you're drained, you don't have the energy or the motivation to want to pursue these healthy habits, like going to the gym, but also you tend to seek out food for comfort and for pleasure when you don't have other tools or other avenues of comfort and pleasure in your life. So when we talk about creating boundaries with people, first of all, it's a really important aspect of self-care. But when it comes to these people that you're trying to create distance with, creating boundaries is really important for preserving your energy and preserving your belief system. And how do you create boundaries with people in your life that you, you're not trying to listen to the newest diet that they're on or whatever unhealthy, toxic behavior they're pursuing? So I'll give you an example of how I navigate my relationship with my mom in regards to like health topics. So my mom, like I shared with you guys a few times on the podcast, like was a very big, she was a chronic dieter. And a lot of us that are close in age to me, actually, honestly, many generations now, um, we, we dealt with parents that grew up and they were constantly on a diet, right? My mom did Jenny Craig, she did Weight Watchers, she did Curves, she did all of the things. And when I grew up, I had the same belief systems as her, started to get educated on a different way of thinking around health and fitness. So this is when re things really started to change for me and has evolved into what my belief system is today. I started challenging what that conditioning was, right? And now today, like fast forward to almost a decade now of being in the uh, health and fitness industry, and I have a completely different belief system than my mom. And you would think having a daughter that is an expert in this field, my mom would have changed some of her beliefs, would listen to me, but I don't know. I guess it's just, you know, because I'm much younger than her, she does not at all take any health advice that I've ever given her. I still see her trying to pursue like this same you know, in my eyes, ridiculous strategies of like totally cutting out carbohydrates. Like my mom is terrified of bread and cutting out sugar completely. 
she's just really extreme and restrictive in her beliefs around nutrition. So I have tried to enlighten her and, and share the, the knowledge that I've gained over the years, but unfortunately she doesn't listen to me. And that's not her responsibility. That's not my responsibility. It's her decision, what she wants to do with her body. And I have no control over that. So I decide not to stress about it. What I have decided to do is to have clear boundaries with my mom of topics that we do not discuss together. So we have had a conversation about not wanting, I do not want to discuss my body, my weight, my appearance, my nutrition, or my health goals with my mom. That is a conversation that I did have with her, but it's not necessary for you to create boundaries with people. It's not necessary for you to communicate those boundaries. It's definitely helpful. I think it's definitely, it's so important to communicate with people, your feelings and your needs. But I know for a lot of you, like that can be really scary. And especially depending on the person that it is, right? So maybe you feel comfortable having that conversation with your mom, but I have worked with many clients that are absolutely terrified to have a conversation like that with their parent. Um, for me, I would be so uncomfortable to have to have that conversation like with a coworker, you know? I feel much more comfortable telling my mom, hey, this is my boundary, but it's a little bit harder for me to do it with people that I'm not as close with. Ultimately, what matters is that you know your boundaries. So that's what you need to give some thought to right now. What are my boundaries? Do I not want to engage in conversation with certain people or with anyone about my body, my weight? Um, this is actually another really great point to make here is I get a lot of clients who talk to me about their partner making comments about their body or about their nutrition. So this is especially common when I have a client come onto the team that has been in engaged in diet culture for a long time. And we talk about the benefits to food freedom. We talk about the benefits to not restricting certain foods. You know, they get the whole Fit Life Academy approach to nutrition and exercise and they start to implement it. And their partner is saying, well, no, you can't you can't have that bread, right? That's what I was taught as a child, that bread is bad, carbohydrates are bad, it's empty calories, whatever it is. Um, so they come to me and they're like, how do I navigate this? Like, how do I deal with my partner's belief system when I'm trying to um, you know, believe or pursue this in a different way. And number one is definitely setting those boundaries with them. So whether it is having the conversation or just deciding for yourself, I no longer will engage in conversation that has to do with my body or has to do with nutrition with my partner. And if it is your partner, I definitely think that's something that needs to be communicated. But ultimately you have to decide are there certain people that you are comfortable with having these converse, having these conversations with or is it everybody is it certain people you need to decide what you're comfortable with. So just start to reflect on the scenarios that you've been in that made you uncomfortable and start setting those boundaries. The next one was changing your environment. So if you set a boundary and especially if you communicate it and it's not being respected then it needs to be considered that that person maybe should not be in your environment, right? They should not be in your circle. This is something that I've went through recently and I'm not ready to like fully talk about the details of it, although a lot of you probably already can sense it and kind of have an idea of what's going on, but I had a close friend that I decided to part ways with in 2022 because our beliefs around health and fitness were so different. And I started to feel like my boundaries weren't being respected and that my belief system wasn't being respected, right? 
I am such a huge proponent for, again, the autonomy. We all have the right to different beliefs. 100%, I do not expect everybody in my circle to have the same beliefs as me. I do not expect my parents, my coworkers, my family members, my friends to have the same belief system as me. I expect my belief system to be respected. You deserve your belief system to be respected. And if there are topics or conversations that you are not comfortable engaging with, with certain people or with anyone, that deserves to be respected. So those are the two most obvious solutions to dealing with people in your life that are engaged in toxic behaviors. But what I think is the number one most important thing that you can do for yourself to separate yourself from the toxicity of diet culture is to educate yourself. Because if you are educated on fitness and nutrition, you cannot fall victim to the misinformation out there. And quite honestly, when you are firm in your beliefs, when you have this sense of, okay, the strategies that I use, the processes that I follow, the beliefs that I have, when you're firm in that, you don't really care what other people are doing. You don't really care what they're telling you to do. You don't, you just don't care about their opinions when you have that confidence. And we talk about this a lot in the podcast of something that holds people back and even being able to pursue or reach their goals is not having confidence, one, in themselves, but two, and the processes that they're using to get there, right? So I think that this, when people ask me like, how do I navigate people that are engaged in this diet culture when I don't wanna be and I'm working towards getting away from that? I think that that question comes from people that are early on in this journey, right? Because I felt the same way. When I first started to like really challenge, to really recognize that my beliefs were toxic and problematic and started to challenge them and started to practice new beliefs, it was really hard in the beginning because I was lacking that confidence, right? I hadn't established this new belief system yet. So everything was, it felt so overwhelming, all of the information that you get out there. And it's like, what do I believe? I don't know what's true. So as I educated myself over the years, like I became a certified personal trainer, right? So I had to go through the certification course. I had to pass the test to become a certified trainer. I had to do the same for my sports nutrition certification. I had to go through 20 hours of research and learning and then test to be able to become a certified sports nutritionist. So now I have the knowledge. Now I have the expertise of knowing what is truly the approach, the facts, the theories that are effective. And when you're early on in that journey, you don't have that confidence yet. So this is the time to start submerging yourself into this world of health and nutrition from a place of love and respect for yourself. So start to read books, start to listen to podcasts, start to follow people on social media that are doing what you want to do. You see them successfully reach their goals and the approach that you want to use and the mindset that you want to be and start to study people that are successful in the way that you want to be successful. When we talk about changing your environment, it's not only taking out the people in your life that are toxic or problematic for you, but it's the law, the universal law, law of vacuum, right? When you take these people out of your life, it's going to be replaced by other people. If you're not intentional about what, this is the same for toxic behaviors too. If you're not intentional about what you want to bring into your life, when you're taking something out, when you're taking something away. So if it's behaviors, habits, actions, thoughts, belief systems, people, when you remove that from your life, 
automatically something else is going to take its place. You have to decide what that is and you have to be intentional in it. So if you want a new belief system, if you want new people in your life, if you want new habits in your life, you have to decide to surround yourself, to put yourself in the environment where you can be successful and you can be around people that help elevate you and get you to where you want to be. Listen, whether you have a weight loss goal or not, your health is a priority and your health is something that I think it's it's so unfortunate that we are not properly educated on health and nutrition. We are not given the tools and the strategies and the information to be able to succeed with health and fitness goals. There's a slew of misinformation out there. There's so much bro science. There's so many myths. It's so frustrating as a coach to see all that information out there because I understand I was somebody that used to believe all those things that I had to eat clean, that I couldn't eat processed food or it was bad for me, I was gonna automatically gain weight. Like I thought that when I started strength training, I thought that I was gonna get like super buff and look like a bodybuilder and that's not what I wanted, right? There's so much misinformation out there. So educating yourself and gaining the knowledge of how to successfully achieve health and fitness goals. And especially, it's not even just about learning about nutrition and fitness, it's also about learning the mindset tools. So. Certainly Fit Life Academy is a great resource that you can check out. Fit Life Academy, it's called an academy for a reason. We don't just give you the workout plan. We don't just give you the nutrition guide to follow and say, here you go, this is what you need to go do, go do it. We give you the education behind it. We tell you the why. This is why we program our workouts the way we do. This is why they're effective. This is why they're beneficial. This is why our clients see results. This is why we set up our nutrition strategies the way they do. This is why they, are, they have a high success rate. We give you the research behind it. It goes back to having that confidence. When you have confidence that, hey, this, what I'm pursuing right now, these strategies work. They're successful. I know the evidence behind it. I understand the information and you're going to have so much more confidence in executing the plan, right? When you believe in the plan, when you're like, yeah, this plan works. Whereas so many people go into like keto and Whole30 and all those different fad diets and they see some people that have been successful on it, but they see a lot more people that haven't been successful on it. So they're unsure. Like, I don't know if this is right. I don't know. Do I need to cut out all my carbs? Do I need to eat 20 net gram carbs a day to be able to be healthy or lose weight? Like what does ketosis even mean? What are ketones? I don't know. So when I have a client sign up with me and they're saying, okay, I want to lose weight and I see this keto fad going on. This, this is what I want to do. This is what I should be doing, right? I'm going to educate them. I'm going to give them the information so that they can make the decision that's best for them. I'm not going to tell them, no, you shouldn't do ketosis. It's effective for some people, right? But research shows us that the vast majority of people are not successful with the keto diet. And that's because the majority of the population cannot stick to such a restrictive diet of having that little carbohydrates. I'm also going to send them research that shows the importance of carbohydrates, how it's the body's primary or preferred source of energy. So I'm going to help educate them so that they can make an autonomous decision on what's best for them, that they, they can make an empowered decision, an informed decision for what's best for them. So so that is the number one aspect to navigating toxic diet culture is to educate yourself on nutrition, to educate yourself on fitness, to educate yourself on mindset tools like positive self-talk, positive affirmations, nervous system regulation. I mean, I could go on and on, um, reprogramming subconscious beliefs. All of these things are going to help you 
create this new belief system, right? Have the information, the tools, the knowledge to create this new belief system to where you are able to pursue your health and fitness goals from a positive, healthy, and productive headspace. When you have those tools and when you have that education, you are not bothered by the toxicity that you see. Like you're, It's like a little bubble is around you. And all of that BS marketing that you see, the diet detoxes, the pills and the, tea, the diarrhea tea, the cleanses, the juice detoxes, keto, Whole30, whatever it is, it's not even going to be able to penetrate your bubble because you have this protective bubble around you of information where you know, you're like, no, I'm not doing ketosis because I understand the benefits to carbohydrates and I freaking love carbohydrates and I know that keto doesn't have a high success rate because most people can't stick to low carbohydrates and it's unnecessary to, right? So you have this knowledge. You are empowered to not feel the need now that I have this like this empowered education I don't feel anything when people talk to me about their diets or their goals and what they're doing to achieve it if it's something that I personally don't agree with or like I just think is toxic I don't feel any sort of way except maybe like feeling a little bit of like, I, I wish that I could help that person, but ultimately nobody, you can't help anybody unless they want to, which is another really common thing with this issue is once people start to get into this new belief system, they start to get educated with nutrition and fitness, like they want to help everybody around them see the light, right? It's the same thing with my mom. Like I would love to show her the light, but ultimately if she's not ready to go into the light, I can't do anything about that. So I think when you have have that knowledge, when you have this education, when you understand that what you're doing is effective for you, it works for you, it's benefiting you, you just don't care what other people are doing. You see other people engaging in these toxic diets and you're like, damn, that sucks. <laughs> that sucks for that person. I really hope for them that they will be able to achieve food freedom one day, that they will be able to enjoy fitness as an act of self-care, that they'll be able to have a healthy relationship with food and themselves and their bodies, right? Like you just, you don't worry about what they're doing because you're successful and you're at ease and you're at peace with what you're doing. All right, I hope that advice was helpful for you and I will see you next time. Thank you so much for tuning in today and I can't wait to see you next time.